Hi, I'm Chris Neosi, and you're listening to Bite. My name is Michael Robb. And this this is not Checkpoint. It's not Checkpoint. No, I'm okay. sorry, Michael. Michael. Sorry, I was confused. The no. rooms are, it's right next to each other. So yeah. like. We're, kinda... we're right here. No, this is this is Button Mash. Right. This is the Ed Board podcast. And uh, we are the new editors, which is thus uh, explains the shaky start here with the confusion. But oh, well. So uh, I'll be your host for tonight. I'm Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today is the wonderful, brand new, sparkling new uh, reviews editor. Oot. I'm Emily Rubin. Hey, what's up? And who tried to steal the spotlight <laughs> from the new podcast editor. How dare you? Joining me today is the dastardly. Dastardly. Video editor, Michael Robb. Here we go. So video transition movie. Let's talk, about, let's talk about movies. You guys, you guys like movies? Everyone feel likes movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, if someone says that they don't like movies, I suspect them of being some kind of murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty safe to say. So, uh, what's you guys' favorite movies? Or movie? Ooh, well. Put you on the spot. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to choose from. Uh, first thing that pops into my head is probably The Incredibles, because that was my childhood. And I can probably quote it from start to finish. Like, I'm not even joking there that's incredible but i see what you did there hey yeah uh i probably west craven's scream kind of a weird choice yeah <laughs> horror movies and it's ridiculously like cheesy and it's self-aware and i love it yeah it's like the classic one um my favorite movie probably uh just because i've been thinking about it lately is x-men first class Okay. Oh. Just seeing young Xavier and young Eric Lencher and the downward spiral that awaited them. Yeah. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen that, but definitely kind of a little bit of a downhill slope. You feel like the, the X-Men movies from well, there on went downward? In certain areas. Yeah. Let's, let, we don't want to talk about the old Deadpool and the horrors of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, X-Men are... Wolverine, that was Wolverine. Origin, Origins. Yeah, that, that was not... Uh, origin movies aren't that great. But uh, we have an origin movie coming out soon, Doctor Strange. Mm. Uh, do, do you guys feel like it's going to follow the same route as Wolverine did? The Wolverine, excuse me. The Wolverine. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, not so much because of its origin story, but because... Because origin stories have been done like a million times. But... um. What I'm kind of looking forward to is the fact that um, in the Marvel Universe right now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, really we haven't touched on anything to do with the magical and, like, demonic side of things, which um, is something that Doctor Strange is kind of known to kind of delve into. So I'm yeah. excited to see where uh, where that takes it. Um, but, of course, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is playing him, and who who doesn't like him? I like really, him though? No? Do you, Sorry. Do you not? I'm ah. not the biggest Emily, fan. Emily, no! I love him in Sherlock. Other yes. than that, I'm not the biggest fan. But I'm excited for Dr. Strangelove just because... Did I say Dr. Strange? Yeah, Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah no, nah, you're good. Wrong movie. But it's something that I'm getting kind of tired with the same repetitive X-Men formula. And I'm just excited to see something, a new perspective from the genre. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely excited for like a Marvel movie that doesn't feel like all hell is about to break loose because that's just what has happened since Avengers onward, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm ready for, like, one of those, like, fun romps. Like, what Thor was supposed to be, but Thor <laughs> wasn't a very good movie. Was that supposed to be a fun romp? It felt like it was meant to, to me, okay. just because they had, like, that scene where they're, like, knocking on the door of the diner and it's all these, <laughs> like, ancient Asgardian warriors and they're just like, hi! So... <laughs> Uh, I thought that was a very cheesy movie overall, so I see yeah. where you're coming from. Was, yeah. Yeah, it could have been done better. But yeah. Yeah. Like, balancing out the seriousness of, like, oh, this is there's great power, great responsibility, and let, let's have some fun. Let's yeah. have some fun. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is old news, but uh, Civil War dropped oh. that gigantic red and blue bomb known as Spider-Man yes. in uh, one of the latest trailers. Uh, how do you guys feel about design-wise, just like his place in the movie? 
words cannot express my excitement. Um, from what I've, uh, like, first of all, I love the look of the new suit. That's fantastic. It looks very much um, like um, the original comic run yeah. of him. Um, and from what I've heard, because just around this time, uh, in the past couple of days, there's actually been a lot of um, the first reviews for Civil War started coming out in which Spider-Man is making um, his first entrance into the MCU. And um, people are saying it's the best rendition of him that they've seen yet on, a, on film. So I'm really excited to see um, how, like, what that means exactly. What, what is the best rendition? Yeah, Obviously yeah. not Tobey Maguire. I guess, yeah, but... especially Spider-Man 3. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't. We don't need that in our lives. Uh, I've never been the biggest Spider-Man fan. I'm sure someone's gonna get really upset. The last Spider-Man thing I dealt with was the musical. The musical. <laughs> so the very much failed musical. Turn off like, the dark, right? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh man, uh, I wouldn't saw that. And that, that was, was so great. So. <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah. Um, but when I saw the new outfit, since I'm not that big of a fan, it was just kind of like. Oh, that's different. <laughs> so I can't say too much on my personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, the outfit itself, like, I felt like if you weren't watching in HD, it was, like, luridly red, which, like, I honestly didn't mind because it kind of, like, detracts, distracts, I should say, from uh, the them trying to be, like, nitty-gritty, almost getting into, like, mm-hmm. DC territory where, like, oh, we have to fight each other. We're not friends anymore. We <laughs> broke up. Uh, but... I mean, I really liked the Andrew Garfield rendition of Spider-Man. I, I know, I know some people don't like it, but like, he just captured that like awkward, nerdy. Just I'm just trying to do stuff, but I'm also Spider-Man kind like, of feel. Yeah, he was kind of like hipster Peter Parker. Yeah, hipster Peter Parker because like he had no business saying like, "Oh, no one likes me." It's like, no, you're doing like all the things that people think are cool. You're skateboarding. You're into photography. You can like invent stuff. Like no one is like, "Oh, what a nerd anymore." Yeah, yeah. it just doesn't fit that anymore. But no, I'm super pumped for the new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Although I was thinking for a minute we could have Spider Gwen. Maybe that could be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That would. I mean, I'll watch uh, Emma Stone in anything, basically. <laughs> anyway, so nice. uh, yeah, uh, get on that Marvel. Are you listening? I hope you are, because uh, we're not really having a female-led movie for a while until uh, later this year. There's one of the more prolific uh, female-led movies, so Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How oh, do we boy. feel about Ghostbusters? Oh. Well, if we're going to base it off the trailer, um, I have no desire to see it. I didn't have a desire before, and after seeing the trailer, I desire it even less, honestly. Yeah. It's, and it's not because they're female leads. I think that's great, but it's just – it's not a – it doesn't feel like a Ghostbusters movie to me. It just feels – because Ghostbusters, it, it had like that uh, really uh, kind of like a dry sense of humor, and this seems more like a slapstick kind of comedy direction. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I like that very much. So you I, feel like it's like maybe trying too hard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't, and it also doesn't really feel necessary to reboot it because they had what, two or three sequels. Yeah, I remember uh, the other day in Woodworth, uh, Ghostbusters Two was on, and I was like, oh, I remember this now. <laughs> you kind of forget about the sequels, but they're there. Yeah. They're there. I'm gonna have to agree with Michael. It just seems really slapstick, and it's been so long since the last movie came out, and it's just kind of a strange time for another Ghostbusters movie. I feel, I don't know. It, it's exciting to have an all female cast, but. Eh, it, the only thing going for it for me is the nostalgia factor. Yeah, I feel like uh, movie studios now are trying to like profit off of the nostalgia factor yeah. and really maybe giving it more power than it uh, really merits, mm-hmm. uh, that it will bring people in. But, uh, I mean, I'll go see it. It looks really fun to me, but uh, I was never an original fan of the Ghostbusters. What? But I do feel like um, the characters are a little 2D. Like, it's like, here's... Not not a lot of depth there. Yeah, it's like, here's... I'm the funny one. I'm the street smart one. I'm the really smart one. And I'm the other really smart one. And then Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) (laughs) And he's in there and drawing ghost boobs. So um, I will watch it for that, for sure. (laughs) At least for, like, the graphic design perspective. Like, purely on a technical standpoint. Of course. Of course. Of course. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, I'll go see it. I'm going to go see it. And, I mean, obviously, we're all going to go see Rogue One, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone, like, just just let me sneak that in there. We're all going to go see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that does have a female lead for that as well. Right. Like, 
just from the trailer, it's incredibly diverse. Yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker is in it. There was an Asian man in it. It just is making like space a lot more like diverse like i feel like it should be versus yeah. it being purely yeah. populated by like a bunch of white people yeah I feel white like... male young adult protagonist yeah uh-huh i feel like um star wars has been needing that for a while because it is an entire galaxy and you would think that there would be a lot of diversity in that and you yeah. get that sometimes in the cantina scenes or whatever right but it's they're always like um almost side background side characters and to see a team of people that all come from very diverse backgrounds. Like, I didn't expect a, a samurai at all. I know we've had... Right. Like, Isn't that neat? We've had the, the Jedi Knights with their, like, so- laser swords, but then we have someone who's, like, a samurai with, like, just a metal, sto- a metal sword going at stormtroopers, and I thought that was that was really cool. I didn't, yeah, it's didn't like, I don't need your lasers. <laughs> I got pure steel. Look out. I like it a lot. And a lot of the time when you see the diverse, quote, diverse characters in Star Wars, they tend to be, like, non-human yeah sense and that's they don't always portray them in the best of light so it's nice to see them kind of like trying to branch out a little and get more exposure to different groups of people yeah i definitely think so because uh star wars is you know something that everyone enjoys it's not just the typical like uh lone group of fanboys like it kind of was aiming at when it first came out i mean it, it has grown into this monstrous thing that everyone has heard of if you haven't heard of it at one point again you're probably a murderer and you have a lot of bodies in the basement who were like all i wanted was my last thing to watch star wars my last wish <laughs> but and they're like what's star wars it's like oh you really are soulless <laughs> but right up your own movie that premise would be pretty cool yeah hmm. this is exciting um i'm also really although on the other hand like so we're really excited for rogue one which is star wars I'm not so excited for Star Trek Beyond, which yeah. is yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that, to be honest. Yeah. How do we, how do we feel in general about the Star Trek movies? I, I, you go first. Oh, go okay, ahead. sorry. I don't like Star Trek to begin with, but the movies, I feel, don't really capture the spirit of the original show correctly from what I've seen. Yeah. So not excited for this one. <laughs> Like Shatner and Nimoy running around and just getting into it was hijinks. It yep. was space hijinks. Um, while I think J.J. Abrams had a very different vision Definitely. for what space hijinks are, in which everyone dies constantly. <laughs> Especially yeah. the second film that he put out, uh, Into Darkness, that was very, right. very dark. Hence the, <laughs> the title. We, we went you know. into the darkness. <laughs> we went into what there. Guessed. But um, <laughs> I enjoyed the first Star Trek movie for what it was. Um, I was never a huge Star Trek fan. Um, beforehand, but um, watching it just as a standalone movie, like if you just ignore that it is a Star Trek movie, I enjoyed the first um, the first film, and I think it rebooted the universe kind of in a clever way using black holes and different realities, I guess. Right, like I when that was pretty cool. you have that much sci-fi at your disposal, you can do a lot with it, and I think that J.J. Abrams is good at that. Um, <laughs> but now we're going beyond. We're going beyond darkness into beyond which from the trailer it seems like almost a weird uh like uh lord of the flies situation where they're like trapped on a planet yeah and surviving which might be interesting to see like such like a typical high-tech thing and take away the high-tech parts and then you're just left with the characters and um it'll be interesting to see what direction they go with that but uh, fun fact, so I noticed that on the Into Darkness tr- uh, poster where it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch standing among all this debris, and now the Doctor Strange poster is Benedict Cumberbatch standing in front of something, giant uh, a window, giant, yeah. yeah. It's He's... like, they no one can just capture him from the front. Yeah, it's always yeah. his, his back turned to the camera. Yeah, on he's the just too good for us. <laughs> he's too good to look at us directly in the eye. Which I guess I understand because it's it's Benedict Cumberbatch. He's very good at portraying um, uh, jerks on screen. Yeah, he's definitely. he's definitely really good at being a jerk on screen, uh, a la Sherlock Holmes. Which who knows when we'll get more of that. Yeah, I know. They, they did something over uh, back in back in in the winter. Not that. Yeah, they had a Christmas special as the BBC is wont to do, but uh, a lot of people were just like. 
give us more. Give us more. As soon as we got just a little bit, we were like, we need more. This will not suffice. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's something to be said that it's it's this series that has these huge, huge actors. I mean, Martin Freeman had to put Sherlock on hold because of The Hobbit, which is yeah. a considerable thing. Um, and then Benedict Cumberbatch just kind of exploded in general and got in on everything. So I might have to forgive them. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> just a little bit. But uh, into the British fantasy. So are we Harry Potter fans here? Yes. I am, definitely. <laughs> or do I have to, like, push you guys out? Okay, I'm glad I don't <laughs> have to push there. you guys out. What what houses are you guys in? Oh, houses? Yeah. Uh, if you had to place yourself uh, in the house. Like, put on the sorting hat right now. What do I do? I feel like I'd be Hufflepuff just because, like, they're, like, the least explored. So you could kind of do whatever you want with it. Yeah, you can do what you want. You can you can be what you want in Hufflepuff, which I like that a lot. Michael? I don't want to say Gryffindor because that's just what everyone says because they're, like, the good guys. Or yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't think... I, no one wants to be in Slytherin either, but I think if you were to like look up what their house stands for, there's something, there's positive things that go with that too. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, Slytherin. Okay, just yeah. because like I feel like they do like the hardworking thing, but they do it like smartly. So yeah. it's like They're kind clever. of uh, yeah, it's like a combination of Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff that I look to more than. I do Gryffindor, which I feel like is it's just too extroverted for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I just <laughs> shut me in this booth and I'll talk into the mic, but put me in front of a group of people. Nah, 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 <laughs> I won't do yeah. that. But um, I, I don't I don't think I'm smart enough to be a Ravenclaw. So no, I'm thinking um, I'll go with Gryffindor on this. OK, I mean, that's fair. That's pretty fair. cool. OK, houses represent. So Harry Potter, I know, has sadly like the main storyline has ended, but we're we're getting the spin-offs now. Yeah, we yeah. are. We're getting Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Have you guys seen the official like the actual trailer instead yes. of yep. that little tiny bit? Yep. So what what are our thoughts? Um, I'm trying really hard to be open-minded, but <laughs> it seems like it just should have probably died with the main series and I might be in the minority here, but I don't know. It looks good. It looks technically good like the picture looks nice. I just don't know how involved I can personally get with the characters yeah. not being Harry, Hermione, Ron. Right. The beloved ones that we like all right. grew up with and saw go from like tiny 12-year-olds to like beautiful people. Exactly. <laughs> like Emma Watson. Emma, Emma Watson. Ooh. Yeah. But how do how do we feel about it, Michael? Oh, um, I'm excited for it because um, I always – I think it's going to be really cool to go back into that world, especially – um. I think it takes place like before the initial movies, like mm-hmm. way back. Um, and you're going to America too, which is a brand new thing because we've been in right. Britain the entire time. So I think that's going to be a cool thing to see. Um, and I'm waiting for that. Uh, uh, I guess it, it's probably too far back in time. I was going to say there's maybe a Daniel Radcliffe cameo, but I don't think <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, may- maybe like his granddad or even like little baby parents. Mm-hmm. That would be neat. Um, I do think whatever cameos they have with, like, the characters that we know and love would be, like, super Amazing. interesting. But at the same time, I do. I agree, Emily. I feel like that's going to be the best part of the film should that cameo happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited for it, um, but I just feel like it's aiming to be that uh, kind of magic we saw in the later films versus the earlier ones, which was more whimsical and fun. It's like... It's yeah. almost being, like, too serious. Yeah, and it's not meant to be that serious in, like, face value. Of course, as the series goes on, it gets darker and all right. that. But what really, the movies I like the most are the first few where it's just childlike wonder in this magical world. Yeah. And I hope they bring at least a little bit of that back. Right. That's what to get you hooked. That's what got me um, into my <laughs> Harry Potter addiction. Hi, everyone. My name is Daly, and I'm addicted to Harry Potter. Hi, Daly. Hey, Daly. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I'm super excited, and I can easily see this being one of the things where everyone's at the midnight premieres with their wands and their robes, <laughs> and it's just kind of fun to have, like, a thing like that again because I was afraid that we had lost that after the last Harry Potter movie that there'd be no more of those midnight premieres where you're like clutching your robe and you have your wand in the air like I am ready for this (laughs) like just that amount of like fanaticism uh that's exciting but again my my feelings are 
I'm guarded. I will wait and I will see. See how it goes. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. But uh, speaking of childlike wonder, so uh, the BFG, are, yes. are we familiar at all? I, saw I know. The whenever <laughs> I say, whenever I say it, I feel like I should be like censoring myself because uh, what typically people use BFG, BFG. as, yeah, yeah. doom. Uh, but BFG stands for Big Friendly Giant. Oh, which yeah. the Royal okay. Doll uh, children's book, and that is being made into a movie, which is being uh, it's either written or directed by I forget which one, but uh, Steven Spielberg did have his hand in this, yeah. and I mean, he, I trust him with like our classic childhood things like E.T. obviously, and even uh, Super Eight had that you know childlike yeah. wonder, even though that was a much more serious movie, but that's just what came to mind when I see the uh, art for this. Um, so, sad fact, the big friendly giant was originally cast to have Robin Williams in it. Really? That's so sad. I mean, we just, like, any childhood film that you're meant to eventually cherish and want to look back on and, like, show your own kids, I feel like... Has Robin Williams. Has Robin Williams (laughs) in it. So, uh, very sad. Very sad. But uh, how do we feel about, like, um, children's books, which are typically very simplified and very, like, aimed at children, being made into, like, these big meant-to-be blockbuster movies? I don't think they work. Uh, The best example I can think of are, like, the Dr. Seuss movies. Ooh, that was... That was oh, a time. The Ouch. Ouch. The Lorax is the most recent one, right? Yeah. yeah. That did not work. The Onceler. Oh, nope. gosh. That was Didn't awful. Work. So, but on the flip side, children's books have a ton of imagination where you can do some really cool imagery, but they always try to make it more than it is. Right. <laughs> it's not. So you feel like it's, like, too far-reaching. Yeah. It tries too hard. And usually they work better if they're animated. Like, actually animated not just like, like the whole of it yeah not just like 3d terrifying models that yeah. makes sense. Terrifying yeah. models, yes. man some of those models can like haunt you as a child yeah. like i remember the mike myers cat in the hat Ooh. yeah um the images haunt me to this day like i i could deal with the grinch because he's already meant to look unsettling and yeah, like yeah. bother you but like He's supposed to be fluffy and lovable. Yeah, going cat. from a cat to Mike Myers in a cat suit. No, no, no. And then I, I wasn't a fan of the Lorax either. No, I wasn't either. Was no. A lot of people loved it around me, and I was like, okay, I'll just be. Really? I'll just be over here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess they like cute things. Yeah. The Lorax was cute, so. There's that weird thing where everyone was like in love with the Wansler thing for a little bit. Oh, there's a yeah. fan site completely dedicated to him. Oh my god! Specifically from that version, it's terrifying. Like, I, I mean, I've seen the movie and I just don't understand the attraction. Is it because it's Zac Efron's voice, or I guess it, like I, it, the character model, or I, it, I, I think it's the model. It's it's a mystery. Honestly, I don't know. But, you know, the funniest part about the Warax movie are the commercials for it. You know, it's supposed to be an environmental movie. And then right. you have, like, I think it was Hyundai and, like, Toyota oh, like, no. advertising for oh, it. Oh, no. It's yeah. so ironic. Just, uh, uh, they, they get those things backwards, don't they? But um, another uh, children's uh, beloved, I don't remember if it was a book originally or if it was just, like, the VHS that I rented on a whim from the library, but uh, Pete's Dragon is getting a movie via Disney. Hmm. That's interesting because Don Bluth originally animated it, correct, for Disney? No idea. I think it was Don Bluth. Um, Do you know? I didn't know this until now, but do you know how they're going to model Pete's Dragon? It, It looks like it's going to be live action with a giant CGI dragon. In the woods. Yee. Well, that will be an interesting take on yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know how to feel sometimes about these uh, kids' movies being made into uh, these big attempting to be blockbuster things. Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like it gets caught up in, like, trying to be relatable to, like, kids these days. And it's like, put down your iPads, kids, <laughs> and looky over here. But you're watching a movie. But, so. but d- don't put it down. And they always yeah. try Hold to on make to it, it forever. edgy, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't work. The edge. The edge doesn't work. Um, but you, you know what especially doesn't work? Yet another Ice Age sequel. Yeah, no. We don't Poor need that. Ice Age. We no. didn't need 
Okay. I actually like Dawn of the Dinosaurs. I yeah. actually enjoyed that. I don't know if that's a minority thing or if that was kind of like a, a short little like, oh, it went up in quality a little bit and then now it's, yeah. it's back down again. I didn't like the second one. I think that was the meltdown or something. Yeah. It was, it was a meltdown. Yeah. I didn't I, know they made a fourth one. And uh, is this I number five or I six? I think this is number five, okay. which is kind of horrifying in itself. It's just kind of um, like, what all can you do with the Ice Age? It already happened. Yeah. I just feel like the generation that was like, yeah, Ice Age is like us now. And we're like, no, Ice Age. <laughs> we're saying no. <laughs> yeah. You can stop. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember like the shorts before uh, other Pixar or not. It's not Pixar movies. This is like. Is it Illumination uh, Studios? Big know, Sky. Blue no, Sky. I think it's Blue Sky. Blue, Blue, Blue Sky, Sky Studios. Yeah, yeah Blue yeah. Sky. But uh, the the little scrap. Um, scrap. Minimations. And fun fact, did you know that there is legitimately, after Ice Age came out, a saber-toothed squirrel was discovered? Wow. Like the that's fossils, awesome, actually. Like, they somehow predicted that, and that's beautiful. Same um, mirroring what happened with uh, Velociraptors and Steven Spielberg. Uh, Velociraptors originally... Yeah, they were originally thought of as being like tiny, tiny little babies. I mean, I'm still gonna be scared of them <laughs> if they're chasing me down, but like I could probably kick one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. definitely. So, but uh, so obviously that wasn't going to be nearly as uh, interesting to see on film if people are just kicking these little uh, brutal <laughs> yeah. lizards. I mean, I'll go pay money to see that. Honestly, That'd I will. Funny. Like That's lizard, what should have been lizard fight the movie. Um, but. And then, uh, so Steven Spielberg was obviously like, no, I want like Big eight ones. foot tall. Big mini Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, they were like, no, that's scientifically inaccurate. And he was like, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then several years after Jurassic Park came out, there was a fossil discovery of like a nine foot tall velociraptor. I think it was a Utah raptor is what it's called. Oh. Yeah. Like I actually, I, I like dinosaurs a lot. Um, yes, tell us about dinosaurs. Yeah. So I get, the Utah raptor is pretty much, it's, it's, it is what the um, raptors pretty much in the movie are uh, kind of predicted to like kind of have looked like. Um, there's another kind that I think Spielberg based off of that was older, but a little smaller, but like bigger than like the tiny like cat-sized velociraptors. Yeah. Like, I started with a D. I can't pronounce it. I'm going to make a fool of myself, so I'm not going to even try. Okay, but, that's um, fine. Yeah, no yeah. Utah Raptors are, like, huge, like, as big as, like, a person in terms of, like, where their head comes to. So that's about about the height, I think, that was in the movies. Ding. Yeah. And then and then the door opening, which we can't prove from fossil evidence. See, all you, you got to do, Jurassic Park 2 or Jurassic World or whatever, make the door handles round, and then your problems are solved. Right. There you go. Like, why do we have to have the design to be this? It's like, who, mm. who was in charge of, like, uh, the architecture for this building? And they were like, we need the doorknobs to be like this, so in case anything with claws needs to... Uh, what What are you talking about? Nothing. Nothing. Just no round it. doorknobs. Mm -hmm. It's it's a conspiracy, I tell you. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, I'm excited for whatever comes next out of uh jurassic world i should say the jurassic world series mm. which Definitely. uh we're not getting that for quite a while i don't think yeah i think that will be another uh trying to be a summer thing which it obviously was really successful, it was successful. as yeah. a summer thing it was successful i can't say i was a fan of it though actually i did not enjoy it no? at all really i didn't either <laughs> was it the... no no okay no? here's what it is Why? jurassic park i love jurassic park um, because not only is it like, oh, it's dinosaurs, it's CGI dinosaurs, and they look real, and it's so cool. Yeah. And as a kid, I would be like, can I watch Jurassic Park? And I'm like, no, there's blood. And so I couldn't. <laughs> but um, I think I, try I managed to catch a glimpse <gasps> of Jurassic Park 3 at one point when I was like five. For shame. And I was like, apparently like sitting there frozen, my eyes like wide. Like, and my friend's <laughs> like, nope, not, not, not today. <laughs> but um, no, I love Jurassic Park, not only because it has that, the dinosaur side of things, but also because it had, this, had some great underlying messages about... Um, you know, like, there was, like, the moral struggle of, like, should we be making these dinosaurs? Are they, like, is this, like, a, you know, is this right? You're, like, playing God or right. whatever. Mm -hmm. And that whole underlying dilemma, and that was there. And um, in Jurassic World, they kind of, it was done, it was made, and it was, like, they only focused on the dinosaurs and nothing else. Right. And they even, like, instead of looking at real dinosaurs that have been unearthed that are really, really cool looking, they made their own dinosaur. Yeah. And they made it be able to cloak itself and able to yeah. like you know be like smarter than the velociraptor because we crossbred them and then right and none of the characters were compelling the only compelling characters were the dinosaurs and that was because they were <laughs> made completely un-dinosaur like like yeah. at the end of the movie 
uh, the T-Rex and the Velociraptors come together and they beat the big bad dinosaur. And then when they're done, rather than eat each other like right. normal dinosaurs would, they're like, they nod to each other like, all right, bro, you're cool. And I then understand. they kind of go off. We have a deep understanding of each other now. Yeah. So I wasn't a fan of, plus like the whole divorced kids yeah. subplot yeah. that Jurassic Park 3 already had that was awful. Right. And then her running in high heels, outrunning a T-Rex. Okay. So yeah. yeah, I could go on for That's, days. But, yeah. you know. If you enjoyed it, that's that's awesome because some people enjoy movies for different things. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, I enjoyed it like literally just running with the raptors. Like that whole scene was that just was cool. what I, I lived cool. for t- with this movie. Uh, yeah. Chris Pratt rocks. Chris Pratt is <laughs> was, just wonderful too. He was my favorite part about that movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't really like the kids. I was very annoyed and I was like, you're just a jerk. I like, was hoping they'd get eaten personally like the entire time. <laughs> It's just like, for me, Jurassic World was just trying to copy the formula of Jurassic Park, and all the issues should have already been, like, addressed. Like, we well, Michael talked about, like, one of the biggest things about it was, you know, life and not to mess with nature, but they did already have this yeah. problem, and they're Super doing it again. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that... Uh... The next movies will be interesting, and I do think that they need to do better to address, like, what we said, mm-hmm. like, the actual underlying issues instead of just, like, look at this cool dinosaur that we made. <laughs> yeah. CGI yeah. all over. CGI. Yeah. CGI. <laughs> Didn't they have it, like, attributed to, like, a certain, like, brand, like, introducing Verizons? Oh, like, yeah. They, they, they yeah. made it for, like... I think that was an interesting, like, kind of underlying message, like, how corporate would these things become? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that would easily become super corporate. And even in the movie, not just Verizon, there's product placement oh, everywhere. For, uh, oh, yeah. What kind of car was it? It was, a. Uh, oh. Oh, I know what you're but talking the lo- about. The logo that. was everywhere. Yeah. The car that she was driving, and then he, like, was driving at some point and Motorcycle. I don't remember which yeah, car remember was. Yeah. Brand it yeah. was we, we are we are not sponsored by a car <laughs> company this podcast is entirely uh student run we have no sponsors please sponsor us uh, but <laughs> we need the money <laughs> give us some money uh we'll, we'll talk about your car and in, in terms of how well it is at run outrunning dinosaurs <laughs> but uh yeah uh and how like women in heels probably can't un- outrun a T-Rex. But like she worked those heels up oh, she until did. then. She good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, um I think it'll be interesting whether or not two of the same characters will follow uh in the next movie because I feel like they tried to make us really like these characters <laughs> and I just side from Chris Pratt just you know. didn't fall for him. Yeah. Yep, yeah. same. Yep. But um so animation which it uses quite a bit of. I'm trying to find a segue. Um, we talked about Ice Age. Let's let's talk about uh, what we actually are looking forward to. In uh, I'm looking forward to Finding Dory. Yes, I am so excited. Okay, I am really. I've been having uh, podcast conversations about Finding Dory before, and the general consensus was that it was not necessary to happen. It's which... not necessary, but I want it. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's yeah. like The Incredibles getting a sequel, which I'm also excited about. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't is... need to happen because Incredibles is perfect in every way, but we want to go and revisit those characters. Oh, yeah. I'm I excited agree. for Ellen DeGeneres back as Dory. And oh, my gosh. Like Ellen. She's Ellen. my spirit animal, so. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think it'll be really interesting. Do you feel like uh, they'll be going in a good direction, like making whole new characters, or that they should try to push the old characters that we know and love more? I think they already showed us that they are going to bring in new characters. I think there was, like, the octopus, and there was, like, a shark, maybe? Whale like the shark. whale shark. Whale shark yeah. yeah. That was, so, you remember me, Dory? Yeah. yeah. Okay, except she didn't because yeah. she's yeah. Dory. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good balance. I think they found, or the, it looks as if from the trailer that they kind of have a good balance going on because they, they still have Nemo and Marlin and um, the turtle. Uh, the turtles were in there for oh, a little yeah. bit. So they have those Radical characters going bra. Radical yeah. bra. I'm going to be sick. But um, yeah, they have the whale shark being introduced, that octopus, um. I saw a beluga whale, favorite animal. Ooh. Uh, so that was cool. Neat. Uh, but um, it seemed another thing that it kind of uh, looked like it was touching on was um, almost like um, animal cruelty. Like in like yeah. SeaWorld kind of, maybe taking a, a jab at SeaWorld because she was in the tank and everyone, all the kids are poking the fish. Right. And mm-hmm. um, I think they, they uh, were screaming out like hands and running for cover and everything. And then Dory at the end, I guess, is f- like almost floating 
with a bunch of dead fish with their eyes wide open. She's right. like, oh, how do you keep your eyes open for so long? And yeah. she's making light of it, but right. she's surrounded by dead fish. Right. So. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting, uh, like, the underlying message, because uh, I feel like um, the original Finding Nemo was kind of like, everyone agreed with it, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> reunite, you know, father and son, and that was uh, obviously just a mistake. He thought that, like, little Nemo was out in the middle of nowhere and needed some help, and, like, no one really had a beef, but I- I'm sensing beefs to come <laughs> with uh, Finding Dory. And, I mean, there was, like, a whale shark in... They were obviously in an aquarium, and whale sharks are massive. They are. Yeah, and, I mean, as much as everyone focuses on, like, killer whales being in captivity and, like, the bad parts of that, uh, like, Ooh, whale oh. sharks, too. I just got, like, really sad because if that character, like, gets, like, hurt for some reason, oh. to take a jab at that. Yeah. Oh, Because I like that, that character already. Yeah. Just from, like, the two seconds I saw her. Yeah. I'm, I'm sensing some of those uh, heavy Pixar moments. I am, too. Um, but even if you're not excited for it, it's Pixar. And even when Pixar is bad, it's at least okay. You yeah. Know? Yeah. With the exception of Cars. Cars. Okay, yeah. Cars. Cars. And then, well, no, I can't, I can't jab at Toy Story because while Toy Story 2 and 3 are essentially the same movie. Yeah, yeah they really. Are. They were still done very well. So right. So I can't, yeah. I can't really complain about that. Yeah. I enjoy them. I enjoy even unnecessary sequels like this. Uh, but... I feel like they are necessary because we love those characters and we will continue to pay money to see them. Yes, we will. So Disney obviously feels the same. Uh, So it's not really a sequel, but um, The Secret Life of Pets. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped for that. I saw it, the trailer. I just, I'm not really sure where it's going story-wise, but I love pets and they're adorable, so I'll go see it. (laughs) I mean, like, they could have just had, like, a 20-minute version of what they had with the trailer in, like, literally the secret life of pets. Like, the poodle actually listens to, like, screamo music. Yeah. yeah and, like, the dog, uh, like, sets up to, like, try to attack squirrels through the window all day. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm down for just a whole movie of that. It'll be uh, interesting to see where the plot goes, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw... Probably, I think the first time I saw a trailer for Secret Life of Pets was the same time I saw the Zootopia trailer for the first time. And so I feel like it's almost unfair for me to compare the two because Zootopia just absolutely blew everything out of the water with oh, that, yeah. that sloth. Oh, yeah. that oh my gosh. But, the whole um, sloth scene. I loved, I loved the first trailer I saw of Secret Life of Pets. Um, with like you know like like you said like the poodle and the screamo and, and like I'm just gonna wait here all day for her to come home really like you know <laughs> yeah I thought that was adorable but um then uh, I went and saw Zootopia and before it started uh, another trailer a longer trailer for the movie uh, Secret Life of Pets um, played and it started off about the same way but then I thought it kind of as more of the plot was shown it, I'm kind of concerned almost because it almost seems like it's gonna be like everything we've seen before with mm-hmm. um the uh, initial like dog who's in a perfect place and then the owner brings home the misfit who right. ruins his life and then somehow uh, like it's like almost like um buzz and um woody like woody like tries to get rid of buzz but ends up you know getting in trouble himself and then they all get separated and it's all about getting home and yeah. so it's it felt very toy story to me mm-hmm. um but i'm still willing to like be open about it because it could surprise me i don't yeah. know I like the premise. Um, I'm still going to see it, so take this with a grain of salt. I believe that it's Illumination Studios that's animating yep. this. Yep. I do not like it. <laughs> Illumination Studios. Minions, I, minions, minions. There's minions, not minions, one minions. work of theirs, and I'm like, yes, this is a work of art. I love it. So I'm not hopeful, but I want to be. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel it. I, I really want to have, like, faith in one of their movies again. Because I really liked the original Despicable Me. I did, too. Until they were like, let's shove minions down everyone's throats. Yeah, they, yeah they and now that. I can't watch that movie. Right. <laughs> it it kind of ruins it. Because I'm like, what will you become? You don't even know the darkness that's ahead. <laughs> the yellowness that's ahead. Yeah. But, uh, no. I mean, I'm, I'm really uh, pumped to see it. I feel like... Uh, animated films like this are just forever going to appeal to a much wider audience than they did like back when we were kids and it'd be like oh the new animated movie's out because I just don't feel like that was something that our parents or our older siblings were like oh I'll go see it with you versus now do you guys feel like that's true or like that um new that nowadays you'll 
you're more likely to go see these things with your families yeah compared to back way back when yeah i guess that it's yeah, cool to like animated yeah. films yeah um i mean me and my family we all love things like the incredibles to get like watching that together and watching uh, things like the emperor's new groove i don't know if you guys have seen that oh my yeah. gosh the emperor's new groove. one of our favorite movies we actually all went and saw zootopia together and um after it was done we all really liked it um but my dad was like i'm gonna go home and watch ratatouille because he loves cooking oh my gosh <laughs> so, um, like, that's adorable beautiful but, yeah um, but yeah yeah i think that's definitely that's definitely true i think because i think you know, back then, like animation was just getting started, but now it's become a lot more mainstream. And, yeah. Uh, things like Toy Story and Finding Nemo and all of that kind of really set the like paved the way for yeah family broke the and, barriers. At the same time, we also had the Disney Revolution with the Little Mermaid bringing Disney out of its rut, and then we had the Lion King. Oh yeah. So, uh, maybe um, I still think there's kind of this childish perception of animation. Like I know my mom, for example, is like. Oh, you're gonna see an animated movie? How old are you? And I'm just like, Mom, it's not like that. So I don't know. Maybe for some families, but uh, I I still think that the '90s had a good like appeal to family. That yeah. Makes sense. No. Yeah, I see it. Um, just wondering, did we all see Zootopia then? Yes. Yes, we did. Let's talk about Zootopia. Oh yes. Because Zootopia. I had, it felt like had a very adult underlying message. It did. Definitely. It Hugely did. adult. And like, it came out at the right time for the message right. that it's proposing. Like, I don't know how long it takes to, like, make these movies because I'm sure it's, like, longer than it takes to, like, typically film a movie because, like, they are creating everything, everything. that you mm-hmm. see on screen. But uh, the timing for a movie where the underlying theme is, like, race relations yeah. to come out right now... Like, wow, good good on you. They like, were on the ball. That, that's yeah. for that production house, which it was, it was Disney? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, yeah, it was Disney. Okay, yeah. I'm Go just Disney. glad to see a children's movie, like, tackling this, because there's a lot of horrible, like, prejudice going on right now, and just a lot of narrow-mindedness, and then we have a kid's movie that comes out that's like, hey... Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Be yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Don't be like that. Um, I mean, the movie in general was just wonderful was and gorgeous. And very funny. It was very funny. Parts. Except for Shakira. <laughs> no, you didn't like the Shakira? I, like, I, underlying... I just block her from my mind, and it's all good, so yeah. it's okay. I, th- I thought it was funny, though, like the app that they had. Yeah. Like, everyone was like, oh, you really great dancer. Yeah. And it was like that little <laughs> app where you're dancing with, like, gazelle, and your head yeah. is pasted on, like, those holiday, like, things that you would forward to your family. And the chief was there with it at the end, too. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Point, yeah. I didn't hate it. I just, it was random to be Shakira, because she's not, is she even relevant anymore, really? I don't know. I can't the think of the song that they used fit. I really well liked it. Yeah, I, and, um, I felt inspired afterward. I appreciate them not inserting that as a musical number until the very end during the credits. I mean, they kind of yeah. did it at first when introducing Zootopia, right? But I think that was fine because it's it's a montage anyway. There's no, it's not like the characters are right, Definitely. right. And uh, the world building was really fantastic. Cool. I wanted to see more of it. I loved, like, when they went to the little, little town, you know, with, like, the mice and everything. Right, like uh, uh, cool. Tundra Town and, like, all the different, uh, like, districts. Um, I definitely feel like this is something that, like, warrants a sequel. Like, Absolutely. we need oh, yeah. a sequel because, like, where it ended, too, is just, like... We could go, I would watch a TV series of this. I love it. Like, it's that joke that goes around that, like, when uh, Zootopia was being, like, uh, pitched in the, uh, like, big room with all the execs and everyone was very serious. It's like, uh, what if we have a buddy cop movie? It's like, did you say bunny cop movie? Uh It's like, yeah, okay, (laughs) yeah, sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Bunny cop. Bunny cop. Also, it's a bunny foxes cop. are my favorite animal, so I, I just I love this movie so much. Yeah, I, I was. It was interesting too. I noticed that there's no birds or fish. 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 <laughs> oh, you're right. They're they, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just mammals. They just went with mammals. This right, time. which I think really helps again with like the world building because you don't have to consider that with among like all the other incredible amount of species that they did include i think that they were like hugely inclusive both because of their race message and because of like there was just a ton of different kinds of animals which i think is like really great too because you know kids are always going to be like where's my favorite animal 
Exactly. It's yep. going to be in there somewhere. Where's the red panda? There was no beluga whale. There was no. no, no. I'm sorry, zero Michael. Out of ten. No. I'm so, zero out of ten. <laughs> would, don't watch this don't movie. Watch There's no beluga whales in it. Yeah. So that's like every There's other movie. Not not even every other movie. That's like every movie except for like two. So I, I see how it is, Michael. I that's see how good. it is. But um, going into a more serious note as we wrap up here into our, our core geekiness that we have here at Byte. So there's been a lot of talk about it, a lot of people saying, yes, I'm excited for it. No, I'm not excited for it. But now there's big changes with it. I'm talking, of course, of Suicide Squad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Knew we were going here. (laughs) Yeah. So recently, um, Suicide Squad went under reshoots to make it less serious. Rumored reshoots. Rumored reshoots. This is true. It's rumored. But I can totally see it happening just having read everything that kind of occurred between uh, Jared Leto and the other actors on the uh, set and how he very, very took up the character of the Joker in uh, almost frighteningly Heath Ledger fashion. Worryingly, I should say, maybe. Yeah. So... How do we feel about Suicide Squad? How do we feel about it in general from the trailers? There was another trailer that came out this week. I haven't seen the new one, but um, initially when it was announced, I was like, oh, yes, all these awesome villains. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be great. And, you know, hearing about the reshoot makes me afraid that they're going to dumb down the characters in an effort to make it less serious because these Mm -hmm. are rather complex and messed up characters, and I want to see them that way. I don't want it to be dumbed down. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't. I want um, awesome characters and awesome um, growth in that aspect. Um, I don't want it to go the route of Batman versus Superman, where it's just <laughs> people beating up on each other. Yay! And the very, very two-dimensional kind of things like that. I want because I love Suicide Squad as a as a group of characters. I love that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm kind of concerned. Like, first of all, the first trailer I enjoyed quite a bit, just from a trailer perspective, because I am a telecommunications major. Um, going into video, like production, and seeing how a Bohemian Rhapsody was like paired with everything was like really cool. Yeah, and I lo- I loved it. Um, but um, I wasn't too as great as, as well put together as the trailer was. I wasn't too excited about what I saw. Um, and the second trailer almost kind of made that worse for me because I, I was seeing more of the characters, and I thought there are some funny moments and some cool moments, but I I don't know if um. I don't, especially Harley Quinn. I don't know if she's being captured in the right way. I agree. Harley is the worst for me right now. Uh, she's not the Harley that I loved. <laughs> just definitely, she sounds she sounds and looks like she's going to be the more sexualized as opposed to the crazy Harley Quinn. That yeah, makes sense. that makes sense. I, there are people that are like, this just looks like it's supposed to be Harley Quinn the movie. Um, which I would go see that movie any day. Oh, yeah, definitely. But um, I do see where the concerns are that she's just going to be, like, this sex object versus, like, a very complex character with a very complex backstory mm-hmm. and, like, where her character is going to go in this because they are fighting uh, the Joker. And obviously when we usually see the Joker, we usually see Harley on his side. So yeah, yeah. where how they're going to get from there to there within the movie will be pretty interesting. But it feels like that might be the whole plot of the movie. So yeah. again, it's Harley Quinn the movie. And I haven't really seen the Harley Quinn that I loved from the 90s animated series, you know, which started her as a character. And ever since then, she's just be kind of become she's kind of become Joker's sex object as opposed to Harley Quinn. Yeah. So yeah, I hope that if they do focus on Harley, that they kind of focus on Harley. You yeah, know? yeah. Because, like, as many characters as there are, it, it has been very focused on Harley. Definitely. Yes. Um, I do agree, though, that uh, Margot Robbie was a wonderful choice as her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really kind of just been a newcomer on the scene. She hasn't been in a whole lot. I mean, she was in that uh, Will Smith movie, Focus, and then uh, Wolf she's of Wall back. Street. <laughs> And, and then now this. With Will Smith. Again. With Will yeah. Smith, yeah. she's She just hangs out with Will Smith <laughs> when he's actually doing movies now instead of, like, doing just life, which I can't fault him for, but I want more Will Smith. Live. I want more Will Smith. But, um, and then 
the final movie I should mention since it comes uh, in the final month of this year and has kind of come like out of nowhere because I remembered that it was happening. I just didn't think it was this year in our year of our Lord 2K16. <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed is coming yeah. out this December. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how a video game movie or, you know, video game movies in general have not had the best track we- record. Right. No. Record. Record. Yeah. I mean, we're getting Warcraft June, that which... Awful. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I just... It doesn't work when you have, like, the real human actors combined with the completely CGI orcs. Yeah. It just doesn't look... I can't get invested in the universe because of that. Like, if the humans were CGI as well, or if the orcs were, like, dressed up, like, and, like, supplemented with CGI, I think I might yeah. be more on board for it. But... It kind of breaks any kind of immersion I would have and any kind of like, oh, hey, I feel concerned for what's going on because it, it seems fake to me. It just seems fake. Yeah. Definitely I, agree. I do think that uh, this is going to be a movie where the world building makes or breaks it, like yeah. how mm-hmm. convincing they make it because like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings succeeded because like you, you got the world pretty, pretty quick. But uh, I can see where Warcraft might be like, trying too hard to like be like this this is the world that we live in when you're actually playing the game it's like you you are in that world so yeah. you, you have to pick up on it fast versus like you're sitting down and trying to enjoy and figure it out uh real quick so that you can get to the plot which we like plot <laughs> yeah definitely we do we do yeah um i'm not sure about the plot for the assassin's creed movie yeah, i don't know if there's a lot of details that have been released about that uh, i haven't really been keeping up with it yeah it's it's uh like this guy who's played by michael fassbender suddenly gains all the memories of uh his ancestor who was a renowned spanish assassin okay <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure what he's doing okay. with these memories but he, he gets them he gets them so they're kind of going with the like story format of the first game then because the, they used, used the machine right to get his right. memories yeah so is, he, is that is the machine involved at all or do we not know or we, we don't know okay. we know michael fassbender's in it um i i know that there was someone else that i liked in it uh but michael fassbender is okay. the the main character which i thought if they were going with the original game uh, in like pursuing Ezio, I was like, mm, Michael Fassbender is like the whitest dude I know, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's like literally half and half German and Irish. There's there's no resemblance to like the character that he's being cast yeah, as. No one will notice. But so if if it, if they do go the route of, I wonder if they're going the route of either is he going to fill in like in the games you fill in like the shoes of the ancestor of like right. yourself or whatever, whatever however it is. Um, but in this, like, I've always I've been waiting for an Assassin's Creed game where it's in the modern world, but you, you like you can still like he draws on those memories yeah. to do that. Where so you got a hoodie a... instead of like the elaborate cloak. Yeah. And... So is it yeah. going to be a modern kind of thing or go the historical route that Assassin's Creed games are known for? Because I think that could that'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. Or if they'll guess... go in between the two. We, we just don't know yet. I'm excited to see whatever comes out of it. Again, I'll go see it. I think that's been the general theme of this podcast. Like, we're wondering, but we'll go see it. Yeah. We'll yeah. see it. Yeah. We'll support the official release. Mostly. We're open But, uh, no, this, this has been fun, guys. We have been the brand new editors here at Byte and thus on the editorial board podcast button mash yes and uh so i have been your host the new podcast editor daily wilhelm joining me today was emily rubin the new reviews editor and michael robb the new video editor and we'll see you guys at the movies thanks for listening bye